welcome to the Receivable Savvy podcast. I'm Ernie Martin, founder and managing director of Receivable Savvy, where we provide research and best practice to help master the order to cash process. Today, we're joined again by Ed Jordan, chief financial officer with Bill Trust. And today we'll cover sort of speeding cash flow and maximizing customer payment options and uh, what should organizations, what should supplier organizations know about this? And so, Ed, thanks again for joining us uh, again on the Receivable Savvy Podcast. Uh, my pleasure, Ernie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, so you know, talking about you know this this uh, speeding cash flow, um, and so we 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 hear about different solutions how supplier organizations can speed or improve cash flow. Uh, and these days, it seems like there are many solutions that claim to do this. And so what should supplier organizations know or what should they keep in mind when they're trying to really improve payment, reduce DSO, and um, basically have a, a very healthy cash flow? Yeah, it's a great question. and It has evolved quite a bit um, in recent, uh, recent uh, years. Uh, the reality of it is, is that customers' preferences are really the key to this, you know, finding the right solution. Um, there are a multitude of ways that customers prefer to pay, um, and a lot of that has evolved through the, the advent and popularity of uh, accounts payable networks. Um, and it's really important to make sure you understand the best and most efficient way for your customer to make a payment, and then make sure you've got the, the uh, available solutions for them to actually get that payment to you. So um, we've talked about in the past, but our, our payment cycle management solutions are really designed to automate the invoice to cash process. And uh, from a specifics of improving DSOs, which is one of the cornerstones of what we do, um, it's a function of us being able to um, accept payments uh, or have our customers accept payments uh, through our online portal. Uh, they can receive uh, ACH or credit card payments. Uh, they have the ability to take uh, an ACH or credit card uh, instructions directly uh, through an inbound phone call to a call center uh, through the use of uh, another one of our portals. And in many cases, uh, payment comes in automatically from the accounts payable networks that um, customers may be using or buyers may be using for these suppliers. And uh, through that, there'll be a, a requirement to accept through the accounts payable network, either an ACH transaction, a credit card transaction, or more and more popular now is a virtual card transaction. So our um, quantum payment solutions provides the ability for these clients uh, or customers of ours to receive all methods of payments. Um, and today we're seeing a lot of electronic payments being driven through these AP networks and a lot of challenges in and around virtual card acceptance and we've automated that process as well. But the, the key to getting your DSOs down is making it easier for the customers to pay. And that means providing alternatives that the customers prefer to use to get those payments in. So, so let's go back to, to something that you just mentioned. You mentioned uh, virtual card payment. And so uh, how would you explain to, to our audience what the difference is between, say, um, a traditional P card, credit card, or, or a virtual card? Yeah, so the interesting part about virtual cards is they're, they're typically one-time use. Um, we call them cards, but really it's a card number, a one-time use card number for a, a fixed dollar amount for a fixed payment. Uh, they are typically generated um, by these accounts payable networks as a mechanism for helping uh, improve the cost of the payment uh, for the buyer. And uh, in often 
cases, it seems that the virtual card comes in with a truncated number. Let's say the last six digits of the virtual card um, are provided through an email to the supplier. And then the supplier needs to go online to a web portal to get the remaining portion of the virtual card number. So it's very cumbersome and problematic. Um, it's created a lot of um, problems and trepidation in, in suppliers today in terms of accepting virtual card payments. Um, but our, solution, our virtual card solution actually automates that completely so that um, those uh, truncated card numbers are sent directly into a, uh, an email address that um, our system um, maintains and monitors and utilizes, automatically logs into the, uh, the portals to get the remaining portion of the credit card, uh, virtual card number, and then processes the payment, along with, um, no surprise, the remittance information, which we have uh, because we've produced the invoice for the supplier as well. So in many cases, it, it, it automates the process and speeds up the process of getting the virtual card information in place, but it also provides the clean remittance on the back end such that the, um, the supplier can apply the cash, and uh, that's really where the DSO uh, improvement comes, is getting the cash in faster and getting it applied faster. Right, right. And so um, also with, you know, with, with ACH and now the advent of same-day ACH uh, being a real option for supplier organizations, um, you know, what are some of the ways that these organizations could take advantage um, of ACH and, and specifically how it might run through the bill trust? Sure. So um, ACH has been around for a while. Um, it's become very prevalent in the B2B space, which is uh, primarily where we focus. Um, I, I think um, the reality of it is, is that uh, in order for somebody to utilize ACH in an efficient way, Again, it typically requires a supplier to have uh, an online portal where the invoice can be presented electronically, and then the invoices can be viewed, disputed, um, and paid through the portal. And the payment options there include pay via credit card, pay via ACH. Uh, traditionally, um, ACH uh, transactions um, had a two or three day delay in terms of them being actually processed and um, credited to a, a supplier's account. Under the same-day um, ACH um, scenario, um, those funds will be credited um, same day. And the reality there is it helps in a lot of ways. Uh, again, reduction of DSOs, but also by having that same-day clearing. Uh, from a supplier's point of view, it helps clear the client, their, their customer's account. So uh, it could be a customer that's got a fixed credit limit. They could be approaching their credit limit, and they've got to wait two or three days for that ACH to clear. And with same-day ACH, they can clear it same day and then release new, new products or new services to that client. So it has a lot of potential in terms of reducing DSO. It also helps uh, in ter terms of speed at which the client's account um, is posted to so that you can um, certainly uh, increase revenue as well by uh, selling more to that client in a shorter period of time. Um, the other thing about same-day ACH is it's very cost-effective, um, much more cost-effective than traditional um, solutions. And um, I think clients uh, appreciate that fact as well. And so you, when we, we've touched on in this episode and in the previous episode, you know, uh, technology, uh, speed of payment, uh, cost effectiveness, and it, it still surprises me, as I'm sure it surprises a number of folks in this, in this space, in this industry, why organizations still love paper checks. And so some supplier organizations we've we've spoken to directly and this 
this information shows up in the research that we do. They love receiving paper checks. They love holding it in their hand. And there are some companies that love paying by paper checks. And so with this love affair um, of paper, well, in your opinion, why do you think that's the case? And um, even if companies were still married to paper checks, is, is there a way to at least introduce some some automation as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I, I think in, in the B2B space, paper, paper checks are still there and will be there for, for a short while at least. Uh, I think the reality of it is a lot, a lot of these um, B2B relationships involve delivery of goods and services. In many cases, um, there may or may not be um, credit terms issued and there's cash on delivery and that cash is you know, usually delivered in the form of a check. In the case where there are credit terms, I do think that some people um, like the uh, the additional float they get from mailing a check and it taking a couple days to clear through the banking system. Um, but I think all in all, I think the benefits of moving to electronic payments um, are are going to far outweigh the the benefits of the uh, the additional float that's involved in the traditional use of the checks. And I think as um, we've spoken in the past, the uh, the workforce is is getting younger. Uh, millennials aren't used to um, even having a bank account, let alone writing a check. So um, I, I think as we see a younger workforce in place, I think we'll see uh, much more much more use of um, electronic means. But the good news is is that um, there still are solutions for processing paper checks and automating that process. Um, traditionally, the problem with paper checks is that they would have to be received into a lockbox uh, at a bank site. Uh, the bank then keys in the information uh, from the check and from the remittance advice that's being sent. Um, and then that has to go back and uh, be processed by the, the supplier. Um, and in many cases, there are um, bad keystrokes uh, that are in there or bad uh, images that are presented. So it makes it a little difficult to actually do the cash application, especially in a situation where somebody's not paying the full amount of the invoice. Uh, we have our quantum cash application solution. Uh, it's an automated intelligent uh, system that uses OCR and artificial intelligence to basically read, check, and remittance information uh, that's sent into a lockbox, uh, an image file is produced, and then it's uh, fully integrated uh, into uh, the open balance reports that come out of um, any ERP system. So basically, we can take an image file from the bank. That's all very simple. All they need to do is scan, scan in the image that was received as a lockbox. They don't need to key anything in. And we get that image file, apply our um, artificial intelligence to it, and it basically will provide, you know, an 80 to 95% match rate um, on those uh, documents and then process it automatically back into the ERP system uh, through a, an integrated payment file that automatically applies the cash. So uh, it takes a lot of the cost out of it by not having to have the keying done by the bank, but also improves the efficiency of it because uh, it's not really requiring uh, or relying, I should say. Uh, on somebody keying in perfectly. Uh, it uses a lot of artificial intelligence uh, about the open balance, uh, about the invoice amounts that are sitting in the open balance report, uh, and other information uh, on the uh, the invoice. Right. So, so there is still some hope for organizations that are currently married to checks to, to introduce uh, some automation to, to help streamline the process. And so, and we're, we're big fans at Receivable Savvy of automation, electronic, moving away from paper. Um, and so it sounds like there, there, there are baby steps, if you can call it that, that some organizations can take in addition to 
the full-fledged transition to, to automation. Yeah, and I think you, you get two real benefits out of it, Ernie. And first of all, it improves DSOs because you get these posted much faster to the system. Right. Uh, you don't you don't need a room uh, of people handling this you know uh, cash application disputes. So you get DSOs faster. You've eliminated headcount because you can now automate the process. Um, and there's a great there's a great savings to that, and it really improves accuracy and uh, as well. So um, a lot of benefits to do, doing it. And yes, there is um, there is a great solution today for those folks that are still receiving paper checks. And again, uh, I, I think we're gonna have paper checks in the system for a while. Um, so we need a good way to to produce those and help um, drive DSL and increase cash flow. Right. Well, Ed, perhaps by the time we're ready to retire, uh, those millennials will have uh, taken over and everything is, has been transitioned to electronic. So, um, And so with, with that, um, we are right up against uh, the end of our time. And Ed, I want to thank you again for joining us. Uh, this has been a very uh, helpful conversation, I'm sure, to, to, to receivable savvy as well as to our audience. And we, we'd love to have you back sometime. We'd love to do it, Ernie. Always. Appreciate talking to you. Thanks again. Yep, same here. And so thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, on this episode of the Receivable Savvy Podcast, and we will see you next time. Take care.